certainly is here tonight. Amen. As he has been all day. Hallelujah. At, at both services. And you know, all day there's been kind of a, 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 a little bit of something going on where it, people have been hitting on in, in praise and worship and, and pastoring his sermon uh, concerning, uh, the pastor talked about um, uh, meditating. And he talked about that. Uh, he just touched on it this morning. But I think this is what God has for us tonight. So I'm going to read something to you. And I just this just goes with this morning, and you'll recognize it. Pastor, Pastor talked about being busy this morning, remember? And we all are, but it's, it's, in the, it's in the system. But, you know, it says this is an excerpt by E.M. Bounds, 1835 to 1913, <laughs> entitled Power Through Prayer. And it's, you, you can get, it's in a book of his called The Complete Works. E.M. Bounds, anybody ever heard of E.M. Bounds? Anybody have the E.M. Bounds book? Yeah, I like his books. Now, 1835 to 1913. This perpetual hurry of business and company ruins me in soul, if not in body. And boy, I thought he should have been here now if he thought in 1835, you know, to 1913. More solitude in earlier hours. I suspect I have been allotting habitually too little time to religious exercises as private devotion and religious meditation, scripture reading, etc., Hence, I am lean and cold and hard. I had better allot two hours or an hour and a half daily. I have been keeping two late hours and hence have had but a hurried half hour in a morning to myself. Surely the experience of all good men confirms the proposition that without a due measure of private devotions, the soul will grow lean. But all may be done through prayer, almighty prayer. I am ready to say, and why not? For that it is almighty is only through the gracious ordination of the God of love and truth. Oh, then pray, pray, pray. Our devotions are not measured by the clock, but time is of their essence. The ability to wait and stay and press belongs essentially to our intercourse with God. Hurry everywhere, unseeming and damaging, is so to an alarming extent in the great business of communion with God. Short devotions are the bane of deep piety. That's old English for it's not good. Bane is. I don't know what that means exactly. but Calmness, grasp, strength are never the companions of hurry. Short devotions deplete spiritual vigor, arrest spiritual progress, zap spiritual foundations, blight the root and bloom of spiritual life. They are the prolific source of black backsliding, the sure indication of a superficial piety. They deceive, blight, rot the seed, and impoverish the soil. It is true that Bible prayers in word and print are short, but the praying men of the Bible were with God through many a sweet and holy wrestling hour. They won by few words, but long waiting. The, prayer Moses is, the prayers Moses records may be short, but Moses prayed to God with fastings and mighty cryings forty days and nights. The statement of Elijah's praying may be condensed to a few brief paragraphs, but doubtless Elijah, who when praying he prayed, spent many hours of fiery struggle and lofty intercourse with God before he could, with assured boldness, say to Ahab, There shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. The verbal brief of Paul's prayers is short, but Paul prayed night and day exceedingly. 
The Lord's Prayer is the divine epitome for infant lips. But the man Christ Jesus prayed many an all night ere his work was done. And his all night and long sustained devotions gave to his work its finish and perfection and to his character the fullness and glory of its divinity. Spiritual work is taxing work and men are loath to do it. Praying, true praying, costs an outlay of serious attention and of time which flesh and blood do not relish. Few persons are made of such strong fiber that they will make a costly outlay when surface work will pass as well in the market. We can habituate ourselves to our beggarly praying until it looks well to us. At least it keeps up a decent form and quiets conscious, the deadliest of opiates. We can slide our praying and not realize the peril till the foundations are gone. Hurried devotions make weak faith, feeble convictions, and questionable piety. To be little with God is to be little for God. To cut short the praying makes the whole religious character short, scrimp, and slovenly. It takes good time for the full flow of God into the spirit. Short devotions cut the pipe of God's full flow. It takes time in the secret places to get the full revelation of God. Little time and hurry mar the picture. Henry Martin laments that want of private devotional reading and shortness of prayer through incessant sermon making had produced much strangeness between God and his soul. He judged that he had dedicated too much time to public ministrations and too little to private communion with God. He was much impressed to set apart times for fasting and to devote times for solemn prayer. Resulting from this, he records, was assisted this morning to pray for two hours said William Wilberforce, the peer of kings. I must secure more time for private devotions. I have been living far too public for me. The shortening of private devotion starves the soul. It grows lean and faint. I have been keeping too late hours. Of a failure in Parliament, he says, let me record my grief and shame, and all probably from private devotions having been contracted, and so God let me stumble. More solitude in earlier hours was his remedy. More time in early hours for prayer would, like, would act like magic to revive and invigorate many a decayed spiritual life. More time in early hours for prayer would be manifest in holy living. A holy life would not be so rare or so difficult a thing if our devotions were not so short and hurried. A Christly temper in its sweet and passionless fragrance would not be so alien and hopeless a heritage if our closet stay were lengthened and intensified. We live shabbily because we pray meanly. Meanly not meaning it like I'm being ugly. It means somehow in Old English it means we pray little. Hallelujah. Plenty of time to feast in our closets will bring marrow and fatness to our lives. Our ability to stay with God in our closet measures our ability to stay with God out of the closet. Hasty closet visits are deceptive, defaulting. We are not only deluded by them, but we are losers by them in many ways and in many rich legacies. Tearing in the closet instructs and wins. We are taught by it, and the greatest victories are often the results of great waiting. Waiting till words and plans are exhausted and silent and patient. Waiting gains the crown. Jesus Christ asks with, a, asks with an affronted emphasis, Shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him? To pray is the greatest thing we can do, and to do it well there must be calmness, time and deliberation otherwise is otherwise it is degraded into the littlest and meanest of things true praying has the largest results for good and poor praying the least we cannot do too much of real praying 
We cannot do too little of the sham. We must learn anew the worth of prayer, enter anew the school of prayer. There is nothing which it takes more time to learn. And if we would learn the wondrous art, we must not give a fragment here and there, a little talk with Jesus as the tiny saintlets sing. But we must demand and hold with iron grass the best hours of the day for God in prayer, or there will be no praying worth the name. This, however, is not a day of prayer. Few men there are who pray. Prayer is defamed by preacher and priest. In, this days, in these days of hurry and bustle, of electricity and steam, <laughs> wonder what he'd have thought about the internet and TV, you know? <laughs> Hallelujah. Men will not take time to pray. Preachers there are who say prayers as a part of their program on regular estate or state occasions, but who stirs himself up to take hold upon God? Who prays as Jacob prayed till he is crowned as a prevailing princely intercessor? Who prays as Elijah prayed till all the locked up forces of nature were unsealed and a famine stricken land bloomed as the garden of God? Who prayed as Jesus Christ prayed as out upon the mountain he continued all night in prayer to God? The apostles gave themselves to prayer. The most difficult thing to get men or even the preachers to do. Laymen there are who will give their money, some of them in rich abundance, but they will not give themselves to prayer, without which their money is but a curse. There are plenty of preachers who will preach and deliver great and eloquent addresses on the need of revival and the spread of the kingdom of God, but not many there are who will do that, without which all praying and organizing are worse than vain. Pray. It is out of date, almost a lost art, and the greatest benefactor this age could have is the man who will bring the preachers in the church back to prayer. Hallelujah. Well, I believe the church is coming back to prayer. Amen. I believe that we're the, that there's a move of God in prayer, that there's a move of the Spirit in prayer, that the prayer Spirit is hovering upon us like he did in Genesis 1 where it says he, the Spirit was upon the face of the earth. I believe the Spirit's hovering over you in, uh, for, a, a time, for, a, for a new prayer, a new way to pray, um, not a, a new level of prayer. That's, that's more what I'm trying to say, a new level of prayer. Amen. I believe that, 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 that there's an anointing to pray like never before. And there is a joy to pray. I can tell you there is a joy to pray. Hallelujah. And we have to set aside the busyness Pastor talked about this morning because these things are true. Even though we don't like to hear them, we don't, and you know, it seems negative to us and it seems, um, it seems nearly, uh, we don't like for the Holy Ghost to step on our toes that way, but we have to find the time to pray and to spend time with our Heavenly Father so that we quit having vain works, we quit making mistakes and, 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 uh, in, in in our lives and in, in, in the choices that we make because we haven't spent the time consulting the Holy Spirit, praying things through, praying things out, moving ahead without asking Him, moving on in the things of life, being hurried by the devil and by our own flesh to make decisions that we have not spent time waiting with the Holy Ghost on and therefore making wrong decisions, taking wrong turns, taking the long way instead of the short way because the Holy Ghost always takes you the short way and the shortcut, hallelujah. And it's blessed when you find out the Holy Ghost way. And in the long run, I'm telling you, you always save time when you took time to pray. Because you don't have to redo, do over, hallelujah, and back up and find the new solution and find the way out and figure out how to get your kids out of rehab and figure out how to get your kids off drugs and figure out how you don't have to go through all that because you took the time and it was a sacrifice of time. Amen. But it's always the easy way. 
to spend time with God. And it's not a hard thing. Hallelujah. And you know what? Brother Jack talks about needing a room, but I'm going to tell you, I don't believe you need a room. I believe you need a chair. You need a chair. You need a chair at your house. And you need your books piled around that chair. It ain't too pretty sometimes, but you need books piled around your chair and your Bible and your notebook and a pen. And you need, you know, you need prayer equipment. Some people can't pray because they just don't get the equipment. And I find, I look for equipment to pray. I, I have a timer by my chair. Boy, if all else fails, I get the timer out. Man, if I can't get going and I think I, you know, am I, and you know, the, the enemy of prayer was the devil, of course. He doesn't want you to pray because he knows how powerful you'll be if you pray. He knows how you'll prosper. Hallelujah. Everything we've ever gotten came because of prayer. Every idea we ever had came because in fellowship with the Lord, something rose up on the inside of us. This building, hallelujah, is the result of prayer, not just ours. I remember Leanne praying. We were praying one night in 65th Street. She got a word from the Lord and said, and it was, the building's not hid from you, it's hid for you. It's hid for us. It's not hid from us, it's hid for us. Hallelujah. And that was true. Hallelujah. So not just our prayers, but this building came out of prayer. And then building, the, the back end was added because of prayer. And the remodel we're going to do, the whole idea came because of prayer. And it came in stages. It came in steps. The first thing we heard was... Uh, move the office. I would be, I'd been praying for like three years for offices and I didn't think they could, was possible here. I thought we were, I've been, every time I drove through downtown, I was looking for office buildings to buy. And you know, I knew it wasn't the best solution, but I knew we needed offices. I knew that that, 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 that for what God had called us to do, pastor couldn't do it up there and I couldn't do it where I was. And so we were coming home from Texas, hallelujah, in November. And we got the, it dropped down in us. It just dropped down in us to change the, the shine room into offices. And we didn't know then that we were going to remodel this and tear all that out. It was, a, it was, but it was a part of the process. It was a part of the steps. And you know, so much better than having, oh, offices downtown. But you know, we couldn't see it. We couldn't see that I had looked and looked and said, there's no room in this place for offices. But you know what? It was there. It was hidden. It was hidden. Amen? And that's how you will be. That's how you are when you pray. And so you need a chair and you need the prayer equipment. Hallelujah. You may need a tape that's conducive to prayer. Uh, 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 I'm talking about a CD or a tape, a music. You may need some music. That may be different days. It's different ways. Sometimes I can just go to my chair and I can just start praying. And bless God, it just works and there's a flow. But more often than not, I go get in that chair and my flesh doesn't want to. The atmosphere's not conducive to it. It's not easy. Hallelujah. And I have to contend for a time to pray. I have to contend for it and not answer the phone. You know? I don't, I don't answer the phone. Sometimes I go look at caller ID, but I don't answer the phone, usually if I'm praying, because it will break the flow. You won't get it back. You will not get the flow back if you, if you do that. And so, and then, but I, but so you have to have the equipment for prayer. And it might be some days I put on a, a, a CD and I put on, a lot of times I use that spirit songs. Hallelujah. I'll use that from um, Christian Harfouche Ministries down in Pensacola. That's one of the things that makes, you find what makes you pray. But that gets me into prayer. And you know what? Um, and sometimes I just say, 
bless God, I can do anything for 15 minutes. And I'll set my little timer for 15 minutes and press go. And I will make myself start praying in tongues. And you know what? It usually doesn't take five minutes till all of a sudden I found something I don't need the timer. I've hit a little gusher. I've hit a little flow. But sometimes I don't. And sometimes I just eke it out for 15 minutes. If you're waiting for your flesh to want to, hallelujah. And you know, one of the challenges in prayer is your mind. I know I start praying. And you know, I'm just talking to you tonight by the Holy Ghost. And I've got some stuff that I could take you to scriptures. But you know, sometimes you just need the how-to's. Hallelujah. And you know, I know I've gotten so many hints from other people where prayer is concerned. I will order tapes by people and I might get one hint and it'll really help me in prayer. And you know, it'll take me for a long time. That'll be the, and then I'll need another hint. It's like, God, I need something else. But so, you know, your mind fights you in prayer. Your mind fights you in praise and worship too. It's the same deal. In praise and worship and prayer, the, the mind wants to wander. And I'll start praying, and my mind, will, it'll, think, it'll start thinking about everything. It thinks about the laundry. It seems like my mind always goes to the laundry, and I ought to go put something in the dryer. It just finished, you know, and take something out of the dryer and, you know, and all that. Or my mind will go, and, and sometimes, you know, if somebody brings me, that's why a lot of times we don't like people to talk to, things us, about, to us about things, especially things that, you know, I mean, if they... Sometimes before services, things will try to make your mind go to that. And you start solving problems in praise and worship. You know what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Or so, and, and in prayer, you start, so, you start solving problems instead of praying. And you know, uh, there's some keys to that that I've found that help me where prayer is concerned. And it, what is, it, your mind goes over here and starts doing stuff. Thinking, thinking, thinking. And so the key is real easy. Bring it back. Bring your mind back. And in praise and worship, your mind will go over here. And you know, listen, you're never going to enter into worship if you're looking around the church and watching the kids and what they're doing and, and, oh, and who, you know. You know, we got some people in here that are just carnal. Not here today. But you know, they're doing everything in the world but praising and worshiping. And if you, if you focus on them, you're not going to get with God. And if you get with God, you're going to go higher. You're going to get answers. You're going to, uh, you, you know, you got to get over in the spirit. The spirit is where it's at. It's not here in the flesh. It's not here. And so you've got to tune out. You may have to close your eyes in praise and worship. Sometimes that's what I have to do. Hallelujah. Or, or put your eyes up. Not because we think, oh, you know, we know God's on the inside, but we put our eyes up. Hallelujah. Towards heaven, but, but also it's more than that. It's getting your mind off the world, off the things of this earth, off your own body. Hallelujah. Sometimes you've got to sit down. If your feet are hurting, you're not going to enter in. If your legs hurting, your hips hurting, something's hurting, you might as well sit down so you can enter in. And when you have that attitude, it's not that, you know, there can be a disrespect of sitting down. And we've all seen people do that. But when you, when you truly are wanting to enter in, but something in your flesh is preventing it, that's not going to grieve the Holy Ghost. Sit down. Sit down and get in the Spirit. And you'll get the answer for what's hurting. Amen? And sometimes I think things are just hurting to distract us. It's like, why are you hurting? There's no reason for you to hurt. You're just trying to, your flesh will try to pull you off. It'll start crying just so you can, 
So you it don't the, your flesh doesn't want to be in the spirit. But you know what? Once you get there, your flesh enjoys it, and your flesh will enjoy the benefits of it, and your flesh will get trained. That's one thing about flesh is flesh can be trained. And so when you're praying and your mind goes off, bring it back. When you're praising. Tonight we were praising and it was wonderful worship. And the anointing to worship was here. The presence of Jesus was here. Everything was conducive to worship. But still, many times, at least 10, maybe more, my mind, try to go over here, do something else for a while. I mean, I just brought it back. Just bring it back and, and get, a, get, get my mind and my heart focused on Jesus, on the Holy Ghost, on the power of God. Not really thinking anything. Just thinking, just, just letting Jesus, just, just putting, you know, if you have to, imagine God sitting on his throne. If you have to do, if you have to do that. And, and every time the mind goes off, pull it back. And you may do it 50 times, but pretty soon you'll be doing it 20 in, in, in a praise and worship service. And then you'll be doing it 10, and then you'll just be doing it two or three times. And that's the way it is in prayer. Because when you're praying in the Holy Ghost, you're supposed to be watching and praying, but that don't mean looking at the sprinkler out the back door. See, my mind, my mind in prayer, I sit in my uh, sunroom, my mind wants to think how pretty the flowers are. But y'all, that doesn't, that's not what, that's not what I'm supposed to be doing. It's thinking, oh, the flowers are pretty. And they are pretty. And you know, but, or, you know, is that sprinkler, is that, you know, is it going all the way around, you know? Is that sprinkler going the right way? And the whole time I'm shalabataka boho sekshika boho sek. But you know, that's not the watching and praying. No, we're watching down in here. We're watching in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And you know, so, so when the mind starts to wander, you bring it back. If you have to, close your eyes. If you, another thing, if you have to, turn out the lights. Well, of course, in the daytime, it's kind of hard to turn out the lights. But at night, you can turn the lights down. Get it real low. Get it pitch dark. And it'll help you to pray. And if you can't do nothing else, put your face on the floor. You can't see anything. And we've all done, or in a chair. Put your face down in a chair. Put a pillow over your head. That's kind of hard to breathe. But... Hallelujah. But you, what I'm, my point is, you've got to get, you get the mind. Hallelujah. And get the flow. And you've got to start listening and praying and, 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 letting your, and letting your heart see things and letting people come up in your heart and letting situations come up in your heart. Amen. Amen. That's right. You're, no, folks, we're not, we are supposed to be so far beyond just getting, out, getting well, Lord, help me today. And, uh, Lord, I got this meeting at work. We're supposed to be praying for nations. Amen. We're supposed to so, you know, and if we'll start praying for nations, I want to tell you something. We got it out of order sometimes. God will start taking care of the little stuff in our lives. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. We'll see if there's anything else we'll say about that. Hallelujah. Well, we'll rock a minute. Thank you, Jesus. But you need a chair. Hallelujah. A room is great. But if you don't have a room, get a chair. Amen. Hallelujah. Get a chair. Your chair. Not, not a share chair. But your chair. Your pray chair. Your pray place. And sometimes I have actually have two or three pray places. Places that I can pray. Places if it's not if you don't have a pray place, rearrange your house. Rearrange it until it's a till it till it feels right in the spirit. Move chairs. I'm telling you, you need a chair. You need a chair. And I'll tell you something else, a little hint. A rocker's good.
I want to tell you why a rocker is good to pray in. Now, I know this is, this is not typical, but it's true. I don't know why a rocker is good to pray in exactly, but I do know this. There's a rhythm to prayer. There is a rhythm to prayer. And you can get your body into that rhythm by praying and rocking. And you know, if you can't, don't have a rocking chair, then you can get your body and your flesh into that rhythm by praying and rocking. Did anybody ever pray like that before? Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. I'm telling you, it works. It works, and you've got to find what works. You've got to find what works. Some people walk and pray. That's a rhythm. That's a rhythm. They're in a rhythm. They're getting in a rhythm. They're walking and praying, walking and praying, walking and praying. Hallelujah. That's a rhythm. You may can do that. Sometimes I do that. My house, I can go in a circle. You know, I can go a circle, circle, circle through the house. Hallelujah. Sometimes that can distract you because then I start decorating. I say, well, we could move this and it'd be cute over here. And, <laughs> you know, so that can be a distraction or it can be a blessing. It depends on who you are. It's better for me to get in a chair and stay put. But then sometimes I'll walk a little bit and I'll come back to the chair. Amen? Amen. Well, uh, just to go in a, a little bit different directions, let me, re let me read this to you. Isaiah 40, 31. Well, not, we're not going in a different direction, but uh, I kind of gave you my hints and I didn't even know I was going to do that. I knew I was going to get in the chair, but I didn't know why I was getting in the chair. Hallelujah. Isaiah 40, 31. But I want to tell you, uh, <clears throat> we can't kid ourselves about prayerlessness. Or even like Ian Bounds said, you know, m these little mini devotions. And certainly mini is better than nothing, but it, you're not going to get the solutions for life. The keys to the kingdom. The keys for prosperity. The keys to hard, to, to hard questions by doing a little mini devotion once a day. Amen. You may start out with a little devotional or something. That may be what gets you going. It could be a devotional book that gets you going. I'll tell you something else that's good to, get, to, to, to do. And we did this when we were first learning to pray. I forgot about it till just now. But I do it even yet. I have a CD with people praying in tongues on it. I'll tell you, in fact, I used it at prayer one night. Uh, one night but it is uh, uh, Brother Hagen and Brother Halverson who have both gone on to be with the Lord. But two great prayers. And you know, I found that that helps me. And I put the CD in sometimes... And you know, it's not only that it helps me, cause I, and I start praying in tongues with them. And they were great prayers. And you know, sometimes we go, ooh, that's weird, they're dead. No, they're not. They're not really dead. We say dead, but that's not really what they are. They just stepped into the other realm, which is what we're trying to get into anyway, and not trying to go there physically, as they have, but we're trying to go there in the Spirit. Amen? And so... I pray with them. And because they, they, they were on this CD, they're praying at a really high level. And I'll share one with you for a price. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, let's see. Anyway, I can get into a higher level of prayer. Because, I mean, they're praying. They're praying. 
They're not praying. Oh, and another something else I wanted to tell you about prayer. Another hint. Now, I know y'all think I pray loud. I do. I don't do that because it's more power with God. It's not. You know what? You've got to pray loud enough so that your mind shuts up and listens. If you pray like this, your mind will just be running everywhere. Because you're not praying loud enough to get your mind's attention. you got to get a hold of your mind. Boy, my mind clicked in. But if I go... And you know, there's a time for that. If you're in Dillard's, I would advise <laughs> keeping it down a little, you know, at a little locked lower level. Hallelujah. But, you know, so there is a time for praying quietly. There's even a time, you know, for, for barely... You know, just barely, you know, because you're sitting in the doctor's office and you need to pray in tongues if you're in there. Amen. A lot. Isaiah 40, 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. Now this is really progressive and I don't know why. had not figured that out yet. Maybe if you know, tell me. But it's in there upside down. It should be they that wait upon the Lord. I'm not saying God did it wrong. He had a purpose. But I'm saying it progresses the other way. They that wait upon the Lord, the first thing they do is they walk and don't faint. Then they run and they are not weary. And this is not even talking about physical things, although that can be affected too. You want to get less tired? Wait on the Lord physically. But it's also talking about spiritually tired. If you're, if you're dry, you hadn't been waiting on the Lord. Amen. You, you're, you're cutting corners. You're cutting your time short. Because they that wait upon the Lord, they walk and they do not faint. They run and they're not weary. If you're weary and well-doing, you're not waiting on the Lord. If you're discouraged, you haven't been waiting on the Lord. Amen. If everybody's bugging you, and I get that way sometimes. I mean, it's like, everybody, is everybody, everybody's on my nerves. Everybody. But I, you know what it is? It's, not, it's me, not them. Even pastors said that to me before. Debbie, it's you, not them. When I'm out and about in, ta in town, and, so, and when every driver in town is driving crazy, I'm like, I got to go home. Because nobody's driving right. Nobody. I'm the only one in the whole of Tuscaloosa County that is driving right. I have got to go home. And it's really true. I got to go. I mean, I mean, have you ever been on the road when everybody was pulling out in front of you and everybody was, and it's like, what is wrong today? Is the, you know, is the devil just everywhere today? And I just think, no, you know what that means? You're not supposed to be out there. Go home. Go home. Amen. Hallelujah. And then, after, first we walk and we don't faint. Then we run and we're not weary. Then we mount up with wings as eagles. If you want to fly high in the things of the Spirit. But also, you know, sometimes, you know, we're trying to eke out this prosperity thing. We're trying to eke out the blessings of God and the health thing. And it's like, this is not hard. We got to get, we, we're, we're, okay, gotten too busy. Got to, Hallelujah. I heard Ms. Brother uh, Glory Clopin say, every time she gets too busy, she gets sick. Uh, 
so waiting. And then I was going to read this little thing to you. It's real short. Do you remember? I don't think I'll sit in my chair to read it. There's a point. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I made Pastor load this just for this. Do you remember, Billy Brim, the story of the old timer? There was a situation where the devil had to be dealt with, but they made no move but sat and rocked. Let me read the rest of it, and then I'll talk. That waiting is a resting as well as a waiting. As you begin to wait, otherwise if you never wait, then you begin to move over into the flesh, trying to work something harder that you've not been empowered to do. See, waiting. You need to pray a prayer of faith. Don't pray it too quick. Wait on the Lord first. Get empowered first. Get built up. You got a sick kid? Don't pray too quick. Go tell them, go get in your bed and lay down and then go get in your chair and get empowered first. You got a financial need? Don't just spout off the top of your head. That's just flesh. And you won't get the results. And then you'll go, well, I prayed and it didn't work and God didn't supply our need. No, go sit down and rock and wait. Spend 15 minutes, spend 20 minutes, spend 30 minutes. I don't know how long it's going to take. Sometimes it takes longer than others. Sometimes it's just... You know, God so appreciates it when we consult Him about everything. 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 And everything you don't consult Him about, ask Him to forgive you. Because that grieves the Holy Ghost when you don't consult Him. And we talked about this other night. Even when you know what to do, consult Him anyway. As a, just as, out of respect. Amen? Hallelujah. Consult Him. And you'll start seeing things working for you. Every time I consult Him, it works easy and works better. And every time I just start doing, it's harder. But every time I consult Him, He gives me the answer. I even said to Him tonight, I said, Now, Lord, I kind of had the impression that Jesus was sitting in that chair. Should I tell them about it? He said, I wish you would. You know, because we're not supposed to tell everything we know. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. I know there's been times pastor says, he told me something, and he said, I wish I hadn't told you. Not that he's keeping secrets from me, but sometimes it just was a burden to me. And you know, it wasn't any big deal, and he, did, he was not worried about it. And it, You know what I'm saying? So we're not always supposed to tell everything. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Um, <clears throat> thank you, Jesus. Okay. <clears throat> hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Got this. That don't seem right right now. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Ghost, we thank you for guiding us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So, we wait for that empowerment to come because the Lord empowers prayer. See, sometimes we get to thinking that we even have to pray by ourselves to get God in our lives. But no, He wants to actually, really, He just wants to pray through us. He just wants to use our flesh and blood body and our voice box to pray what He wanted to pray to start with. So that he could work in the earth because we have to be, we, it, 
it has to be spoken, like the virgin birth had to be spoken before it could come about. All of that had to be spoken, and so the holy prophet spoke it. You know what I'm saying? Well, there's things he wants. He just wants to use your voice box, even in your own life, so that he can bless you. And so sometimes we're thinking, well, I got to do this. This is work. No, just let him use your voice box. He just wants to do it through you. He wants to empower your prayers. And so that's why when we just get out there in the flesh and just start doing, you know, a lot of times we pray wrong, ask amiss, for we know the mind of the Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you know, if you're going down a prayer list every day, I guarantee you that's going to be dull, dry, and boring. Throw that thing away. Everybody's got a prayer list, just throw it away. And you know, it's, it's also, you can't pray. I like to get out sometimes prayers and pray them, like a, from a book. But you don't want to get stuck in that forever. It gets you started good when you're starting out. But now you, you already know enough to follow the Holy Ghost in prayer. And if you do speak those things, speak them because you have unction to. I'm feeling unction to speak that. You know, hallelujah. Praise God. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Hallelujah. Okay, now where are we going? I'm, I, if I'm moving slow tonight, it's because I got notes, but I'm trying to follow. And not just say anything. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Well, thank you, Lord. I think what we'll do is we'll pray. Because I thought we was going to do that anyway. But I tell you what I want you to do is I want you to put at least one space between you and whoever you're with. So you may have to do a little moving around. Because you'll pray better if you're not with somebody. Now, you know, praying corporately is great, but sometimes to being too close to somebody, you know, you're more con you're conscious of their, they might hear you, you might be too loud, you don't want to distract them. And, you know, some people are even intimidated about, and so they pray, you know, I want you to be able to, so, so get in a spot where you're not right by somebody. If you have to move a little bit, that's good. You can, yeah, you can move my junk out of the way. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. And I think we'll pray. Hallelujah. And we'll practice watching, looking in our spirit. Amen. But we're not just praying about nothing. What we're praying about tonight is what Brother Copeland prophesied, the open doors for 2007. That's what we're praying about tonight. And so you have direction in prayer. Not only the open doors for the church, because those things have to be prayed out, but the open doors for your life what door is open where and you know you may know a door that needs to open it, and and for sure we all need a door of revelation open hallelujah and so we'll pray and we'll pray about those things uh thank you jesus thank you lord hallelujah praise god thank you jesus so let's let can we have spirit songs to the the second one the second spirit songs hallelujah and we'll get some music and you know, I got a rocking chair, but I would encourage you to get a rhythm. You might want to walk even, and you're free to do that. Or you may want to rock in your chair, hallelujah, to get a rhythm. Thank you, Jesus. And that, you know, just you be led, but 
it, you have to, in prayer, you have to try things. You have to experiment. Hallelujah. You have to praise. You have to sing in the Spirit like we did earlier. And, and, and as you praise, as you pray, songs will come to your mind. You need to sing them. The Holy Ghost is wanting to hear that song when a song comes to your mind. Unless it's crazy or something, you know, Patsy Cline, that ain't the Holy Ghost, you know. And, and if it is, the mind is wandering and you need to purge it. And, you know, you need to even say, if, if your mind goes to something that's not good, even I've had my mind go to something that was like, that is not clean even. Where did that come from? You stop right there, repent. Tell the devil you refuse it. Tell the devil you cast it down. That's not your thought. This is not mine. I don't, this is not even, I've had things I never, that I've never looked at and it, a thought would come to my mind. And I'm like, you cast it down right then. You ask, you ask, and you think, ask the Lord to deal with it too, but you deal with it. Amen. And take authority over the devil and say, you're not putting thoughts in my mind. Bring your mind back then. Amen. But deal with things when you're praying. And, uh, you know, try things to, uh, until, you know, read the Bible out loud. I do it all at different times. But I'm telling you, if I'm praying and a song comes up like, you know, uh, a hymn even, I sing it. I sing it right there in the middle of my praying, I sing it. Or if somebody pops, maybe I'm praying, maybe I'm like, okay, today I'm going to pray about this. And that's another thing I will do. Like in my office the other day, I said, okay, I'm caught up, I'm going to pray. I got my work done. I'd already prayed that morning, but then I got here and got my work done. I got caught up. Wasn't time to leave, so I said, I'm going to pray. And so I got my notebook, and I wrote down, and I said, I'm going to pray about these two things right now. And I wrote down two things. I'm going to pray about them right now. So sometimes you need to do that. You need to say this instead of, you know, sometimes in the morning, maybe you're just saying, Holy Ghost, I'll pray for anything you want me to pray for today. But sometimes you need to say, no, right now, this is what we're praying about. And especially husbands and wives uh, coming together maybe in the evening and you're going to say, okay, right now we're going to take, we're going to spend a few minutes, we're praying for uh, this child, our child. Or maybe if you're a minister in the church, we're going to spend a few minutes. We're praying for our ministry. On Saturday night, not every time we do this, but a lot of times we'll say we're praying for the service right now, for tomorrow. Amen? And so you set a thing that you're praying about. But if the Holy Ghost interrupts you, let him interrupt you. If he interrupts you with a person, then that person needs prayer. And you need to pray for him. And how you pray for a person when they come to you is you pray as, as far as you know in English and then you pray in the Spirit. And, then you, if, and if God gives you more while you're praying in the Spirit, then go ahead and say that in English too. Hallelujah. Y'all catch it? And prayer, prayer should never be dull and dry. If it is, you got to get up and do something. You got to, you know, you got to get the CD, you got to get the tape, you got to get something. Because if you're bored and you're miserable, you got to change something. And sometimes when I'm like, you know, I'll get, I'll think, okay, I'm going to read these healing scriptures out loud. It's good to speak the word out loud. And so I'll do that. And it's like, this is not, I'm not feeling happy about this. I'm, it's dry. It's dull. So I'm, that's not what you're wanting me to do right now. I'm not following you, Holy Ghost, if it's dull and dry. 
Sometimes some people would just say, oh, what's wrong with me? I'm just, something's wrong with me. No, the, you, it got, if Holy Ghost isn't empowering it, he wants you to do something else. Amen. Hallelujah. So we're going to pray. You got that CD ready to go? Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. It's good to start by praising him. I praise you, Lord Jesus.